Welcome to True North Strong, a sports performance podcast, and I'm your host, Jay Malhado. Join me as I chat with some of the top sports performance practitioners from far and wide and discuss from a uniquely Canadian perspective all things sport and human performance. My goal is that within these conversations, we will uncover the through lines that connect us all. Welcome to the next episode of True North Strong uh, Sports Performance Podcast. I'm uh, really excited to welcome uh, the guest to the show, Jennifer Love. She is the head athletic therapist for the Sarnia Sting uh, in the Ontario Hockey League and, and part of the Canadian Hockey League. So really excited to to meet Jen and chat with her uh, about her path and, and her experience in junior hockey and uh, kind of what that role is is like. So welcome to the show, Jen. Jennifer uh thank you uh it's great to be on I guess we'll start with kind of just your path to to Sarnia you've been there a couple of years now and, and kind of where did you start and and what was that spark for you to get into uh athletic therapy yeah for sure uh I mean I'm going into my third season now with this thing um but realistically this all started back I think when I was in like grade eight um I kind of got to the point where I was a very athletic kid myself like I played almost every sport uh, I got to a point where I realized I probably wasn't going to be the athlete that probably wasn't going to end up my way. I just wasn't that talented. Um, so I knew I wanted to find something in sports because uh, I just can't stand like sitting at a desk all day. Uh, I wanted to be able to do something and move. Uh, so I did that career cruiser back in grade eight and it came up with this job. So it kind of intrigued me to start looking into it. And uh, one of the big things I kind of realized was that like, that really intrigued me was that I never really saw a female in my position in regards of like in a professional sports setting. Obviously there's tons of females in the clinical setting, but there's not a heck of a lot in professional sports. So that kind of stunned me to, to realistically want to, I've always been person wants to challenge the, the uh, barriers. So I want yeah. to challenge it to see if I can maybe possibly be that the first female on the NHL, if not one of the first. So that's kind of been a goal of mine. Um, so then I, from there, kind of gauged on my high school courses towards getting to the program. Uh, I took two years as St. Clair Fitness and Health Promotion, uh, just because I wasn't really ready to to move away from home because I'm local to Windsor. Oh, okay. Uh, so I needed that extra two years just to kind of get my feet under my, my belt of the college life and all that that takes in. Uh, and got some anatomy basics as well with that. And then from there, I went to Sheridan College for my degree in athletic therapy. Um, and I cannot speak highly of Sheridan College and everything that it, it gave me. The professors are amazing. Um, and in that time, I was able to have a, a two-year internship with the Toronto Marlies, which awesome. I think really helped uh, kind of push my career forward to be able to see what it's like in that, that pro sport environment. So I've actually been able to already see what it's like in the AHL and, and some a little bit of NHL experience. Um, so then when I graduated, it was, I was just looking for jobs and the sinus thing came open and, and, uh, I applied for it and I was able to get it. Just, I had a, you know, obviously a good resume and being able to have that experience with the Marlies, I think really helped push me as like the ideal candidate and, uh, been here ever since now. And I think I've grown a lot in the last three years and, and learned a lot and we've had some, uh, ups and we've had some really, you know, downs, but. We came off of a, a really good season last year, and we're hoping to build off of it. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, starting in college uh, at St. Clair and, and then transitioning into into university, I think that's a path that a lot of uh, people are taking. No, that's awesome. 
one of the things that uh, I really enjoy about the podcast is is the rapid fire portion. You know, I sent you a couple of questions in the general sense, but uh, we've got some surprises for you as well. So uh, are you ready to tackle the, the rapid fire? Yeah, let's go. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll start with your favorite movie. Oh, so my favorite movie is probably Big Daddy with Adam Sandler oh, yes. and the Spruce Twins. Classic. Whoa. That's a sleeper. It hasn't come up yet. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Do you have a favorite uh, book? And it, and it doesn't have to be kind of, you know, professionally related. It can be any book. Um, I'd probably say The Atomic Habits. I read it twice now. And I feel like that's probably a cliche that a lot of people say, but it's a really good book. Yeah, uh, a couple people have said it, but yeah, it's, it's one of those th- books that you can kind of always go back to and it's kind of timeless, right? You're always um, pulling yeah, something like, out of it, right? Exactly. I feel like every time you read it, there's something new out of there. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song or, or musical artist? Ooh, uh, I'm all over the map with music, but I'm probably going to go with, for artists, either Ed Sheeran or uh, Daddy Yankee. Okay. Yeah. Um, and favorite song at the moment would probably be uh, "Head and Heart." Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm sure there's a lot of eclectic music going on in the locker room uh, with those hockey guys. So, uh, you oh probably, yeah, they're all over. <laughs> yeah, you've got to kind of grow an eclectic taste of music, whether you like it or not. Sometimes. Um, well, yeah, a lot of country around here. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite healthy food? <sighs> favorite healthy food? Probably mangoes. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, I could eat that any time of year. <laughs> sweet. <laughs> Do you have a favorite um, kind of food for the soul? I don't want to say guilty uh, pleasure, but kind of kind of. No, food for the soul? Uh, yeah. Tacos. Tacos. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, a lot of traveling within, uh, you know, as when you're a team personnel and team therapist, um, do you have a favorite Canadian city that you've visited? Um, I mean, we're pretty local to stay in Ontario, so I guess it has to be somewhere in Ontario. Um, well, it can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be with work. It could be anywhere. Okay. Uh, well, if it's work related, I'd, I'd probably say uh north bay it's pretty nice Ooh. landscape up there okay. nice um nice. far travel though for us um <laughs> anywhere in canada i'd probably say uh banff alberta oh awesome yeah that's come I'm up a, big, a lot yeah big hiking person so awesome yeah that's on my list i haven't been there yet it's come up a lot so i definitely got to try to make it out there um is there a canadian city that you've you'd still like to visit um, yeah, I haven't been out east yet, so I'd love to see kind of like PEI and Nova Scotia and those kind of provinces. Nice. Okay. I work with, with University of Prince Edward Island's men's basketball team, and, and we were out for our conference tournament and the national tournament uh, in Halifax at the Mooseheads Rink. And so you're a really, really nice building. So yeah, hopefully you'll you'll have a chance to, to make it out there. Um, yeah, hopefully one day. Is there a place that you'd like to visit? Uh, sorry, is there a your favorite place that you have visited, kind of worldwide, like through through different trips or travels? Uh, I guess I'll be a little biased here. I'd say Mexico. Um, 
only because uh, my husband's from there. So okay, it's kind of really nice to go back there and get to see what, what it truly is like there and, and the beautiful beaches and landscapes and everything. So Awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Always nice to have a little place to go uh, in the wintertime, right? Yeah. Um, is there a, a dream destination somewhere worldwide that you haven't been yet? Uh, Thailand. Ooh. I really want to go to Thailand. Haven't been there yet, so. Awesome. You know, we get all four seasons, particularly kind of in Ontario. Do you have a favorite season? Uh, I'm definitely going to say summer. I am, oh, okay. as much as I work for a winter sport, I am not a winter fan. Uh, <laughs> the, the cold is not my forte. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Summertime. I mean, it flew by. It seemed to go real fast this year, but yeah, really, really cool. Awesome. Well, that's kind of great to see some parallels between yourself and some of our previous guests and, and uh, yeah, learn a little bit about you outside of the treatment room. So, you know, being a, an AT now entering, like you said, entering your third year uh, in the OHL is, have you seen some kind of like gaps when you think about the young players kind of entering the OHL, maybe those first year guys, those younger guys that some of the coaches listening can help prepare these guys a little bit better to deal with some of those gaps that you're seeing when they get to you? Yeah, there's two things probably in particular for me that stand out would be like the physicality and the, the mental side of things. And to expand on that, that would be like a lot of times I think especially the the first year guys can come in very, very small. And that's not just because like they're young, but also I feel like it's that lack of training or the proper training. I, I feel like sometimes they, they go to coaches that maybe just think that the conditioning side of things is all that really needs or uh where they're not really necessarily building their strength and I think that's super important because you have to think about our league is you're playing with you know 16 15 year olds sometimes depending on when their birthday falls to like 20 year olds so if they're not physically like built they're just going to get tossed around in our league. And, and that's where injuries happen, right? Because they're so small compared to other players. I think that idea of having a baseline of strength is uh, one big gap that I think as an organization, we're trying to work at of trying to, you know, make sure we're drafting players bigger or that we're working with our drafted players before the summer before. Right. Um, and then the mental aspect, I think a lot of things that coaches can help them with is that mental idea of like a lot of them are just, sometimes not ready to to make that jump to the OHL. The idea of being away from home, of, of how to be responsible, learning how to speak up about their injuries. I think that's a big one because a lot of them only had mom and dad where they had to tell where now it's, they have to be able to enunciate those things with me and, and, and those around them and not just think that we're going to know what's going on with them. And the idea of, uh, like I said, being away from home and, having to uh, clean up after yourself because uh, now mom and dad aren't going to necessarily do it for you. Yeah. That's a big thing that kind of cannot be thought about, right. It is being responsible for themselves, both on the ice and, and away from the rink too. Right. Like you said, being, getting places on time, um, being responsible about your sleep and, and things you maybe need to do at home, like that you're giving them maybe homework to do at home and things like that. They don't have, like you said, mom and dad there to say, oh, did you, you know, eat your vegetables? Did you, you know, do your therapy homework? Like this kind of stuff, right? Like, the, you know, that that uh, maturity yeah. has to come a little quicker, right? So, yeah, I think that's awesome. So, sorry, go ahead. Exactly. 
And I think, like, for me, it's always, like, I want them to be good hockey players and everything and, and make the NHL. But at the end of the day, I want them to leave here, whether they're a hockey player or not, becoming a better person. Um, because I think that's, that's something we can set them up for for life, whether, like I said, they become the hockey player or they become, you know, in the workforce. I think if they can come here and we can teach them to be better men and better people in the, in the outside world, I think we did our job properly. Yeah, 100%. How much are you working that on that stuff during the year or are you kind of communicating with them through the summer or, um, you know, where they're training and, and saying, hey, we need this guy to come, you know, with ABC and, and things like that. Like how much of that is going on and and are you kind of making up for that maybe in the preseason or, or what does that look like for you guys? So usually for us, it's something that we have tried to, like I said, since I've kind of come on. Um, was that when we draft players, we usually connect with them like right away. We have them come in, uh, kind of see the facility and kind of already start talking to them about like what it is that they already have set up at home? What are they already doing? Um, what can we add or fix kind of to make it a little bit better? What are the things that they can focus on for the next couple of weeks? And then usually by that time, that takes us to our development camp, which usually happens like mid-May. Um, so by that point, now we've already gotten to see them where we're, we're doing fitness testing on them and then from there we take those results and basically say okay here's what player xyz needs um here's the things that you need to work on and like report back either to like they have a trainer like being like this is what they need to work on or we set it up for them if they don't have a trainer back home of giving them a program uh and then we have them work on that all season and hope that when they come back to us right there they're uh, better. Some of them it does. Some of them it doesn't. Right? Depends on that. Like we just talked about that mental aspect. But right. uh, then obviously preseason and beginning of the season is huge. Where we're working on still developing them to get bigger and stronger because we have that extra time. Um, now that we're getting into closer to November, things are gonna already start to taper because you know things are. We got a lot of games in November and it starts to get busy after. Not that October isn't, but yeah. November really starts to ramp up for us. So, yeah, there's definitely those those periods of kind of that density, right? And and sometimes some months are a little denser than others with games and travel and excuse me and things like that. So, like you said, taking advantage of the calendar when you can and and when things are a little bit quieter to say, right? Is is that that's when you can kind of make a little bit of a step forward, right? What are some of the you kind of mentioned testing, you know? What are you looking at? You know, have you implemented anything, you know, new this year? Like you mentioned, now you have a, you have some help in that side of things with the, with the strength coach and things like that. Um, you know, how has that developed over your time there, or is it kind of standard across the board? Um, so I definitely think our fitness testing has changed a lot from my first year to my third year. Um, just because I think my first year, we kind of just went with like, oh, what did they usually do? Just because it was my first year and I didn't want to change up too much on them. Um, so we kind of went what they usually did. But then I kind of realized that a lot of the testing that they had previously um, wasn't really like getting us any kind of results that we really needed. Like it was kind of just a testing to do testing, but wasn't really giving us any info that that would ideally help us in the long run. Yeah. Um. So my second year, I kind of took more control of that, and now like our testing actually gives us data that like could be helpful for us throughout the season. It can give me insight into maybe what are these some of their weaknesses or injuries that like could persist for me. Like one of the things we do is like a five minute plank test, 
um, which seems kind of like, oh, why would you do that? But the idea is that, like, we can test our core strength. And usually guys that have, like, a, a weaker core tend to have more injuries because they're going to have low back problems, and that, and that leads to hamstring issues and right. so on. So if we can catch that stuff early, it kind of gives us insight. Um, then we just have, our, you know, the basic sprinting test, uh, broad jumps, and those kind of things. But yeah. Most of it's like it's giving us one things that we can base injuries off of, and two, what like what would be their weakness and strength, and and how can we improve that? Yeah, now that you've kind of got a a couple of years of 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 data too, right? You're starting to see, hey, when guys hit certain benchmarks, you know, they're kind of um, pretty healthy through the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's always interesting to see how those things morph and progress the longer you're in the same place uh dealing with the same sport exactly. i have i have thrown out many many tests in my time <laughs> this is not a coach wants to do it or like you said you join a new place and they've done it and it's like well why are we doing this but sure um until you figure out exactly what fits with with your groups right so yeah really really cool you now have a a, a running mate as far as strength and conditioning you know what does your how do you work together through that return to play process? Right. And, and uh, how have you found that? And, and, and what does, again, that, what does that look like? What type of facility do you guys have over there? And, and how has that been going? Um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously my first two years, it was just myself, which like you said, there's, there's some pros to it, you know, then only you get the say, but uh, there's definitely some cons. Um, it eats up a lot of your time and, and like the saying goes you cannot be in two places at once so right. that was always a, a struggle to you know be in two places at once so yeah. uh, there's definitely some pros and cons on that aspect but now that uh, we brought in someone on um, obviously alleviates some of my time but it's more so just like we get together usually every week to kind of plan out anyways like what the week might look for workouts that week you know hey, we need to taper it here because we have a game here, here, here. Or, hey, this week really probably won't be a lot of workouts because, like, anytime you have, like, a midweek game and then weekend games, you can kind of just scrap the the workouts for that week. Like, well, they'll be in the gym, but, like, they're not very, like, bodybuilding kind of mentality. Right. Um, So we already meet. So if we have injured players on my roster like we do right now, now I'd be like okay here's kind of what I predict this week to be for this player here's his limitations um here's what I need you to push him on because maybe he's a little afraid on my end to push it maybe someone else's voice can can tell him oh no it's okay to push like he's more up to to try that and then it's just day by day we might like I might do a quick check-in to be like hey actually player x can do a lot more than we initially anticipated let's push that bubble or you know what, let's let's dial it back a little bit because he came in today and, and is swollen up and, and is sore. So obviously we did too much. Right. Um, so it's obviously, like you said, a little bit of a learning curve to, to be able to put my trust into somebody else because I if I'm going to work with someone, I have to trust that they also can do the job and not put money in my hands into it. So right. that's been like a learning curve on my end, um, but it's definitely alleviated a lot of time. So I guess, like I said, it's a pro and a con at the same yeah. time. Yeah, and it, and I think kind of again you have someone there to bounce some ideas off of, and and uh, I bet that's yeah. going to be and, fun and, and and continue to grow during the season, right? Yeah, definitely. It's it's been like I said, an experience that we're we're growing off of, and 
So, uh, you know, you mentioned that you, you kind of wear a lot of different hats, right? Um, and one of the things that I, I love following along on your social media is, is kind of posting some of the things that aren't necessarily written in the job description, right? I think I saw you kind of helping one of the players with the pregame ritual of spraying cold water down his back. Um, can you kind of just touch on, uh, you know, you're not trying to, I'm not trying to give away the, the superstitious stuff, but, um, you know, just some of the things that maybe you didn't anticipate being part of uh you know the at role uh in the ohl uh yeah i mean there's definitely a lot of uh superstitions and rituals that go on that i've been a part of over the last three years from you know where we had to jump up and body check one another before every period to handshakes to uh last year i had one where i had to like take the guy's stick and and, and hit him on the head with it a little bit and then toss it back to him to this year it's water uh players are are quite entertaining that's for sure i, I definitely didn't i guess foresee being a part of all these rituals um but it, it's a little bit endearing that you know they that they trust me with it and that they uh they want me to be a part of their their pregame i guess prep um but there's definitely a lot of roles I think in school I, I wasn't really anticipating doing when I when I got into my career, from you know rituals to to laundry uh, late at night uh, to you know making protein shakes and and food bins and uh, <laughs> sometimes being a little bit of a mom I guess uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I didn't really anticipate that part even though I, I guess people warned me of it but. Um, being the only female on an all guys teenage boys team, uh, I can sometimes uh, get that role of uh, the constant uh, never getting left alone on the bus trips. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought I'd get on the bus and get to just like, you know, relax for four hours or whatever the trip is. That is not the case. Um, <laughs> it is definitely uh, like every 20, 30 minutes of like, uh, Jen, do you have this? Jen, my stomach hurts. Jen, I... I <laughs> need something I need a haul and like it's the uh the constant bug so my bus rides are not peaceful that is for sure not that I I don't like them but it uh, is not what I anticipated them to be for sure in school yeah um, there's there's a, a a limit there's there's limited quiet time for sure um for you know, sure especially with that age group You've got to uh, roll with the punches, right? And and just be really uh, go with the flow, right? So, uh, yeah, it's it's really yeah. cool. You know, I'm going to link your social media and stuff like that. And, yeah, it's, it's always funny to see uh, some of the things that you're getting up to helping your guys get ready for the games, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're definitely an entertaining bunch, that is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You know, one one of the movies that I really love is is Back to the Future. I'm I'm showing my age a little bit, but um, you know, if if you could get into the DeLorean and and just give your go back to a time or a situation and, and give yourself your younger self a little bit of, of guidance, um, you know, what would you tell yourself and and kind of what would be that that situation? I think if I was to go back, uh, I'd go back to kind of my first year in the league. I think uh, I had a pretty abnormal first year in the league, uh, considering I started on the coming back from COVID year, where not only did I already like not know like all the like policies and procedures and everything, because I was brand new to the league. But now on top of this, you like throw all the COVID procedures and all the right. testing we had to do and the 
the border crossings that were just like nightmares and right. so it was definitely made for a, a very uh, interesting year on top of that like uh, my equipment manager got a concussion mid-year from Uh-oh. taking a puck off the head so then <laughs> there was like some equipment duties i was doing uh, oh, wow. to fill in the gap so uh i think i'd go back to that and and kind of give myself grace that to rely more on mentors in the league that that were older than me the, the idea that like I think you come out of school and you're like, I definitely know everything. I, I definitely like, this is it. Like I, I thought too, like having my internship with the Marlies, like I don't need any help. I got this. I, I would definitely go back to that and, and be like, relax. Like you don't know everything. Rely on those mentors. Give yourself some grace. Cause I think I expected a lot for myself. Yeah. Uh, I expected to be this, you know, perfect uh, AT in my first year when that's just not the reality you 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 make rookie mistakes just like players do and you learn and I think my professional growth has, has grown, uh, grown so much in, in the three seasons I've been here I think also too and another regret is just remind myself back then that I'm in a position that a lot of people want to be in and a lot of people uh, look up to and I think especially being a, a female in this position I, I think I can hold such an important role in other females lives and the idea like now they can see someone like them behind the bench and they can expire to this career so I think sometimes I would go back to those moments of where I kind of took this for granted a little bit and the idea of like I don't sometimes think it's as big of a deal as other people do where I'm just like yeah I work for the side of sting and I say it so nonchalantly as if it's like not a big deal but I forget that to other people that, that that's a really big deal and to to little girls watching me um that's they they see themselves in me and I think that's super important and that's like I said going back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast is just I want to be able to to be that first person in the NHL uh because right now that there isn't a female there that that kind of holds a head position so I want to be the first or if not one of the first and 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 hope to break that barrier so you know if any NHL teams are listening, you know, yeah, you want to uh, take the risk. <laughs> well, you know, um, shameless. I, I appreciate the honesty, and and it's always hard to look back and critique yourself, and, and you know, be honest where you know you you did maybe come in a little bit, you know, thinking that you 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 know a little bit more. And I think everybody has been there, and everybody is there when you first get out. You have so much information from from the years at school that you, yeah, I got this, and then. The first thing happens and you can kind of really, really doubt yourself. Right. And so, no, it, it, that's a big, a big takeaway, hopefully. But yeah, not, not a shameless plug, but, uh, you know, I had a guest on the podcast who was in the AHL when I did the podcast with him and now he's ahead in the NHL. So I'm not saying I had anything to do with it, but maybe this kind of <laughs> starts, uh, starts a positive, uh, role for yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're the lucky charm. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, it's it's so hectic in the year. Again, I, I appreciate uh you jumping on. Um, but what do you do to kind of escape a little bit? We know that the bus rides is not the place for you to escape, but uh, you know, what do you do to recharge your batteries a little bit and, and get away from the profession? Uh yeah, so two big things for me uh would be so uh I try and make it a thing every morning, obviously. It varies uh, now that we have some early morning workouts, but I try to make it a thing to, to wake up in the morning at five and, and get here to the gym because um, we have a pretty big gym facility. Why it might be a little dungeony looking because <laughs> uh, under our staircase, we have a really it's a 
really big and, and vast. So I try and get here around 5 a.m. To, to work out myself because I think if I can spend that time on myself to, to you know, <laughs> quote unquote, you know, pick heavy things up and put heavy things back down, yeah. uh, it makes me not only obviously feel better about myself and, and, and grow, but also just it gives me a little bit more patience I find throughout the day and a little bit more energy to be able to, to get through these really long days sometimes because you're looking at some days like I'm almost here a, a full 24 hours if you had travel and the things or laundry and stuff so it days can be really long and people don't I think necessarily always know that about us is that you know my practice day for example like you're checking in at we have a 6 a.m workout and I'm probably not leaving here to like 6 p.m so that's a, that's a 12 hour day right. on top of the uh the text messages I might get afterwards, but <laughs> uh, so that's one big thing. And then the other thing is uh, I, I like to just go home and, and spend some time with my husband on the couch and relax. Uh, what I really like about him is that the idea of he honestly could care less about the hockey world uh, has no care for it. He is so proud of me and, and what I'm doing and will come watch games to, to watch me, but he could care less about who scores or who's winning and stuff like that. So that's honestly really like, relaxing for me that I can just come home and talk about something completely unrelated and 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 relax with him and, and not have to be like okay let's watch more hockey or let's talk more <laughs> hockey right like yeah. he is like tell me about your day but then like let's do something other than hockey or like you know let's watch a different movie so I really like that's that that helps really recharge me and, and get my mind away from it so yeah no that's awesome it's awesome obviously to have a supportive partner like you said the days are long and there's a travel and and uh, you know you're you have to be away and things like that but um so it's great to have that support but also great that support that yeah let's let's watch just a, a different type of movie or a different type of show and and just let your mind escape a little bit too right so um no some some really great stuff I, i'm i'm so happy that we were able to connect and and get you on and you know, like you said, there's not a lot of females uh, in in junior hockey and, and in professional hockey. And so I'm super excited to see, you know, where your career continues to grow and, and and how you guys do this year. I'll be following. I'm in Kitchener, so we'll have to connect when you come and play the Rangers. I hope you have a great season and, and looking forward to to connecting down the road. Yeah, for sure. And and thank you so much for, for having me on the podcast and, and letting me tell my story. I think that's super important. And uh, I definitely look forward to connecting some more in the future. And maybe, like you said, maybe you're the lucky charm. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Thanks a lot, Jennifer. No problem. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. I'd like to thank my guests for connecting today, as well as sharing their path, knowledge, and insights. Join me next time as I chat with another outstanding Canadian sports performance practitioner.